Hello there, no proscenium listeners. As promised, this is the first of our overtime segments. This time out, we have the rest of our conversation with Gayatri Parmishwaran and Felix Gurka of Now Here Media. They, of course, are the filmmakers behind Kusunda, which won the Storyscapes Grand Jury Prize at Tribeca Immersive this year. Like the old days, I'm not going off my notes. I'm going off my memory. So that's why I said it like that, because I'm seeing it in my brain. Uh, What you are about to hear is the conclusion, uh, the continuation of the conversation that we had in this week's podcast. It is not going to be the entire uh, interview you heard before. So if you haven't heard that yet, go into episode 301. That's the new episode. It's a few spots back in the feed because there's some other stuff in the feed. Listen, look at the show notes, look at the time, listen to that, and then come back here and get the rest of it. Also, I edit for the main podcast. This is a way more old school, much like the Corvus uh, interview, which went out to everyone because we're having some integration issues over at Acast and Patreon. So, eh, you got a freebie. Congratulations. Um, This has had no TLC when it comes to edits, all right? No one's got time for that. (laughs) You get it in the main show. You don't, you want, you want, you want more? (laughs) And I need a lot more money so I can hire someone to do the mixing and the editing for me. We are far away from that. And this is not where I hit you up for cash. Just no. I just want you to know what you're getting into when it comes to the sound quality. All right. I will see you. Uh, there'll be one more thing in the feed this week, and that is going to be the review crew episode that's coming your way. Uh, not the one we did, but the one we're about to do this Wednesday. We record it in the discord at eight uh, at 5 p.m. Pacific time. I'm hosting this week, so I, I better know when we're recording. So. Uh, I'll see you then, and if you don't listen live, it will go up in the feed. Oh, uh, gotta try and get it up. Uh, uh, I uh, really late that that night, so Thursday morning it'll go out Thursday morning, and that's gonna be the way it is. All right, I'm gonna be quiet now. Listen to the thing. Sorry for how terribly awkward that was because I I haven't we have never done it like this before. Uh, I'm still figuring out uh, the the new flow. Um, Felix. Um, I want to I want to go back to unpack this this idea of of being uh, technology agnostic for a second because uh, the the point I was ham fistedly trying to make was I and, and for both of you like there was it felt almost like the piece went from from two D into volumetric into CGI and that that I could almost feel like a a a schema there like that there was a plan of how you were going to draw draw the audience through was am, am i was i am i detecting something there or was was it a little bit more like oh this is this is was it more these were the pieces you had and, and that's what wound up feeling natural or did you kind of know like oh we know we want to take people who aren't used to vr and kind of get them acclimated um because it, it feels like a piece i could i could put someone in who's never experienced any of this stuff and and it would not system shock them at all um, yeah, I think a little bit of both. Um, on the one hand, like Yanimea, who uh, is the older lady that you meet in the beginning and in the end, who, she, she unfortunately passed away as, as you learn in the piece. Um, 
basically before we went for the for the kind of for the metric production, we knew that the only material we have from her is like the video material we we shot. And um, story-wise, it made sense to kind of end and start with her. And of course, we um, we were thinking about how how we can build it up, also in terms of of of, of the medium and like add different um, like components one at a time, and not uh, yeah, not start with a big bang and have all already um, like shown. So yeah, definitely, I think it was a bit of both. Gayatri. Yeah, I think as Felix mentioned, we had actually failed to capture, like, you know, we were working on this piece about this dormant language together with one of the last fluent speakers of the language. And during the process of the of the production, we had also witnessed this huge loss with this person passing away and not being, you know, us being only able to capture them in one particular format, but not in the other. And instead of trying to hide or cover that, we also wanted to divulge that and make this process part of the piece as well. And as you'd noticed, we are going like breaking, if there is even a fourth wall in this medium, <laughs> we are, you know, we are kind of breaking it. And that contributes to using everything that we had. Uh, and part of it was 2D material and we didn't want to, we were so attached to it. And this, this whole piece is also a tribute and, you know, dedicated to Ganimeya Kusunda. And it would have been not the same piece had we not used that material that we had. Well, it, it, she, she manages to form the emotional core of the piece right from the jump. Um, it, it, it really comes as a punch to, to know. And, and, and a part of you kind of knows what's coming even if you haven't like read the description because it's like you're you're witnessing her in 2d and it's like well why is she in 2d and it's like well because of reasons i'm also i love that you mentioned like you know uh i started to think about brecht because i'm a theater nerd and so i'm always thinking about brecht uh like every morning um and and just you know, there's there's this lack of artifice by by using all the materials, and I, I wonder, you know, you mentioned uh, spatial anthropology and VR as a tool for spatial anthropology, and there is something about putting the audience in situ in the space of the people whose lives you're documenting, and. You know, there's a bit of a paradox here because this is a mediated experience. So I wonder, I wonder your approach when it comes to, you know, how much of the warts and all you're showing, in order to really let people in into knowing how the how things came together and, and creating that transparency. There's that wonderful moment where the power goes out, and you come in and say the power went out, um, and and but do you also ever, you know. Are you ever find yourself concerned that in the paradox of, of showing all that, that it somehow lulls people into a, a, a false sense of reality, right? Like it feels like that VR documentary work is this kind of weird double-edged sword because it can feel so immediate. You can feel like you're you're there and you are able to present people as they are, but we are still mediated, right? There's There's that paradox in it. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't have an answer on on that, but I'm wondering if something you think about. Yeah, totally. I mean, you're absolutely hitting the nail on its head. And that's in the first place, like this is an attempt towards that transparency, but it won't be full fully transparent because the process is highly edited. I mean, we all know that when you make, I mean, we all, at least people who work in the medium know that right. when you're creating a photogrammetry scan, what you're doing is basically freezing time and space in that moment. So it's not it's not over, you know, it's over the, those three hours is what that space looked like, you know, or three to six hours that we made the scan. That's how that space looked like at that point. So it's only that moment in the history of that space that that space resembles this. And I guess, you know, by, by bringing in all this additional context and information, we are trying to kind of stretch out or expand the 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 story behind the space and the mm. people you know beyond beyond that moment that's not that's frozen so it's kind of an attempt to kind of defreeze that moment but we won't be i think we're very aware that we won't be completely successful and actually histories are told or are more accurate when they are told by the people involved over a longer period of time so this is really just a small humble attempt at kind of breaking that uh like at least presenting it as an edited process and a highly you know post-produced yeah. work yeah that that's i think that's that's what it is I'm, I'm sensing that i like there's 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 a way i mean i don't know like these days in the media you know media makers are so savvy that there there can be ways of like showing the warts and all showing showing the seams of the piece to remind people that you know this is a piece of media this isn't how it actually was you people can kind of use that to make a, a, a false sense of immediacy but i think that there's that there's there's is more honesty to showing yes you know we're limited by what we've got, you know, you're not seeing what you're, what we, what, what actually is there, but we're doing everything we can to kind of bring you uh, to that. And, and by centering, by centering the people for whom this is their story and, and allowing the audience to kind of have time with them, even if it's just like these little, little dabs of time, you, 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 I don't know, it cuts to what's human, you know? Um, that's what I, that's what I found so impressive about this was just, um, without it being a, like, there's, there's sort of an obliteration, a, a, a teleportation effect, obliteration of, of, of distance. Uh, it, it feels like an act of teleportation. Um, but in some ways I'm like thankful that the technology isn't so smooth that I'm, that I can just fall into a sense of like, thinking like, oh, this looks hyper real. So um, I'm, I'm never forgetting that there's, there's something mediated. And because of that, because of that, there's a little friction there that feels more honest. And I, I guess I'm, I worry about when the day when the algorithms can smooth everything out and, you know, people just think like, Oh, but that's what it really looked like, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, 
And I mean, to be again, once again, very honest, like we did have a lot of discussions also in the team about, okay, how much do we fix the photogrammetry scans mm -hmm. and how much should we leave it the way it is? And we found uh, a sweet spot. It's not completely unprocessed or it's not, you know, it's also as creators or artists, we also have an ambition of making a work look a certain way, even if it, if it is if it is rough overall, we still want to polish it within our means. You know what I mean? Like we might not go overboard, but there is still uh, a lot of hard work going behind making things look the way it is, uh, especially at this stage of the technology and under the conditions in which this was created. Yeah. I got to imagine it was not easy to haul all that gear up, <laughs> up a mountainside. So um it, it, it has this oh felix yeah no I, I just wanted to add real quick i think it would have been like um wrong to like give people the assumption that this kind of happened all in a vacuum when, mm -hmm. when it clearly didn't and especially with like working with like uh like a technology that's not that's very common and very used especially in, in, in a place like some valley in the mountains of nepal um, I think it's, it, 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 it was um, important to, to kind of be at least a little bit transparent. I mean, of, of course, you can make the argument that it's like fake transparency and, and whatnot, but still, like, there's at least an, an attempt to remind people that this is all this didn't happen in, in some kind of vacuum and then magically appeared in, in Tribeca. Well, and I also got to say, like, you know, in, in, the, in the actual flow of the piece, it it never feels intrusive this is this is again a paradoxical thing right like i think that's one of the reasons why i'm so impressed with what you've done is that you remind us about the way it's been made but it just kind of comes in right just like a little moment here the power going out or you know one of you in the shot and it's just these little flickers that that actually kind of keep the, at least me keeps me grounded um, both, both knowing that I am both in the world watching this, like in my living room, but also I am sort of there at the moment. And I don't know, like it's, it's a very delicate path. It's like a higher wire act. Um, I think when people are, 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 you know, being transparent this way, sometimes it can be incredibly heavy handed, navel gazy, get super concerned. Like I'm being incredibly heavy handed and navel gazy right now. Right. I've gone full meta. It's like, never let him go full meta. Um, but, but you really walk this path and, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I see so many storytellers in the immersive space, like either fall in love with their tools and just play around with the affordances or not pick them up and really try and cram the storytelling they know how to make in, into the tools. And, and y'all just, just wove right, right through it. So I'm, I've so impressed by by the 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 way it all comes together here like honestly i'm i keep i keep thinking about like just the way everything scales up in this piece um and i hope i hope more people like <laughs> experience it and watch it and kind of learn lessons uh because you've put it together so well 
Thank you. Thank you so much. It means a lot when someone like you says that. Uh, thanks a lot. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So, I, I actually have a question. Like, did, did you see it as part of the installation with the social interaction? Uh, no, I got, um, I got a, I got a, a build. So, uh, I caught it. Um, yeah, yeah. I wasn't physically in the space. So, cause I'm in LA. Um, I don't know. I don't know if one of our people on the ground wound up making it into the installation. Uh, what, what was the installation set up? Cause I'm, that's also something I'm always fascinated about, um, being a giant immersive theater nerd. So we had, um, so, so, so historically, when then traditionally, when Kusunda people moved from one patch of land to another as part of, a, you know, as their semi-nomadic life, they would pray and perform a ritual around a tree that they chose and seek permission from the tree to kind of um, use the land and the resources around them. So in honor of this tradition, uh, we had recreated a tree, pre like fabricated a tree and had some fabric that um, became kind of the canopy and then the forest. And we had some projections and light uh, projecting on this fabric that made it, gave it kind of, uh, gave it a, the look of a forest and a tree. And then people are invited to sit under the canopy inside the forest and uh, invited to have a discussion that's guided by some cues uh, with each other. And these cues have, you know, a range of questions that they need to ask each other. Some of them are, you know, as simple as which languages do you speak? Some of them are more personal and uh, kind of have an emotional hook, um, such as what is the most beautiful gift you've received? Or when, uh, when was the last time you uh, lost something precious and found it back? And it gets them to speak to each other and uh, you know prepares them for the content that is inside the headset and also in contrast to the isolating in headset experience mm -hmm. it actually helps them to connect with each other and we realize that this is something after you know as the world is just opening up for covid uh, after covid um, or I'm not saying it's over, but yeah. generally this phase, you know, where things are beginning to open open up right now, uh, there is this longing for connecting with each other and especially with strangers. We haven't met strangers and, you know, had conversations in a long, long time. So yeah. that really enabled it. And it did have a, you know, in, in the end, the jury did notice that that interaction was very meaningful and i think it's the context in which we live today well i think i think people are are open to those new connections in a way like there's there's a there's a curiosity i think that's embedded inside folks as they as everything starts to slowly spin back up or in some places open so quickly it feels like whiplash but you know one of the things about immersive we tend to find on the on the theatrical side is a big part of it is bringing people back together particularly when things have multiple tracks so that they can trade notes right and and that's kind of built into the piece that you've built that you've made right so oh did you did you did you choose the tiger 
or did you choose i honestly can't remember what the other choice was because i was like there's a tiger <laughs> went straight for the tiger um so and and allowing people to to share their the the experiences they had i feel like that's one of the things that's that's kind of you know part of the natural dna of immersive is is this you know kaleidoscopic effect where you know you start to know that you're only getting a piece of the story and you have to get together with other people to understand the full context um and then when the storytelling affords that for the social you know kind of recreation and reaffirmation of you know the the reality that was there it it has this kind of wonderful effect um in some ways it is like kind of a political act to do that because you remind people that you know all the things we know about linear storytelling all the things we know about you know the Cambellian hero cycles and whatnot you know that's a fixed locked perspective and there are more perspectives and the the true ground of reality doesn't favor one perspective over the other it's only when you put them all together do you actually have a a, a real sense of who a person is what is going on in this space and so much of that comes down to the the retelling of story that we do with each other all the time um and and that you've 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 built the affordances for that into this piece um so and and i love that there's a that there's a installation that encourages that reconnection afterwards that's great that's really great Thank you. Thank you that, that uh, no, you put it uh, really well together, I think. Also, you, you mentioned theater. I, I, I do think that we, we learned a lot from like theater, more, more than from film when it comes to directing mm. of how, how, how VR works. And um, because you also have to kind of like have a play uh, happening on the stage and you don't have the, yeah, the, that mean the dictatorial power of like the the director who has an editor who can just like have this one specific shot that he or she wants. Yeah, I mean that's that's been a, a refrain I've heard from a lot of creators, even in like the the three sixty video days. Um, you know, folks who had like cut their teeth on the stage before becoming like VFX folks, they were saying, "This reminds me of directing theater a lot more than it reminds me of directing film." And I think so much of it's about bodies in space and, you know, you can't cut, you know, readily, but even when you can, people are still orienting based on the spatial relationships. Um, actually, Gayatri, uh, I'll let you guys go in a second. I've held you way longer than I thought I was going to. I apologize for that, but I'm, I'm, I'm greedy. Um, spatial anthropology. Could you just, <laughs> can you give like the primer on that? Cause like, I, I, I'm excited about the very idea just hearing those words together. Yeah, I mean, actually, we were speaking to um, a fellow podcaster, Kent Bai, who described it as, you know, who described this kind of storytelling as a spatial um, anthropology. And I think that although, I mean, of course, space is really important in describing, you know, a human being's story right like in 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 a human story the space plays a huge role and how can we use space to tell a, a 
a person or a community's story. I think there is something really, really interesting there, especially when we are talking about uh, cultures that are dormant or languages or, you know, people who are not currently leading uh, lifestyles that are traditionally that they used to lead in the past generations, so on and so forth. I think there is something really, really important to explore and unpack there. And virtual reality is, you know, being a spatial medium, it is something that kind of allows for this, allows for this spatial storytelling from a community of a community. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, I mean, anthropology has this baggage of, mm-hmm. of you know, people who tells the story, who has the resources, who has the power, who owns the story, you know. And I, I'm also very wary that, especially given kind of the digital divide that might, that is just a given with this kind of a medium or this kind of technology, I'm also wary of who might dominate the space and how we can refrain from committing the same mistakes that have been committed in the past. Spot on. Yeah. There there's uh, yeah, I I think about that all the time. I mean the the technology affords us this sense of immediacy and you know, everyone was so excited about, you know, like, oh, it's an empathy machine right off the bat, but any empathy machine become, can become a propaganda machine and, you know, make you feel, create those connections in ways that, you know, are artificial. And it does come down to like, who's got the access, who's using it, why are they using it, whose story gets told uh, and who's telling it is, it, it doesn't matter what the technology is, that's the key part is who's got the microphone, um, who's got the lens. So yeah. Um, well, I've I've just just eaten up so much of your evening. I thank you both, um, and I'm I'm looking forward to uh, more and more people uh, checking this out and 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 um, and whatever project you're you're doing next. Because again, legitimately super super impressed here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Noah. Thank you. All right. I'm stopping the recording.